coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. Is sexting cheating? One million percent this is cheating. But then I think, like, who am I to say who he can and can't text? You're his wife. And you are digging a hole in your backyard and burying yourself in it so that you don't have to face reality, that your husband sucks. What's up? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. The greatest parenting and marriage and mental health podcast ever. 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 And you found us. Whether a friend sent, sent you this link or you were searching for something on the internets or you just stumbled across us on YouTube or you just woke up one morning and the cosmos said, you should look up this quasi-clown who has a podcast about mental health and marriage and parent. Whatever, however you found us, you did. And I'm so glad that you are here. If you want to be on the show, give me a call at 1-844-693-3291 or go to johndeloney.com slash ask. Sorry for Sarah, the editor. You got to cut all this stuff out because I don't know how to do radio or podcast. That's my new tune. All right, let's go to Linda in Kansas City. What's up, Linda? Hi, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. It's, I'm, I'm an honor to, to talk to you, so thanks for taking my call. I'm super honored um, to talk to you. And for those of you who don't know, who you wouldn't know, um, I hung up on Linda. I had a screwy intro we have to edit out that you'll never hear. But Linda, you heard it all, so I'm glad you st- you're sticking around with us. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm going to figure out how this thing bit. works at some point. Good grief. All right, so what's up? Um, okay, so I have a question. Um, I'm doing a lot of research, and I just kind of need an answer. Is sexting cheating? That's kind of my, my big question. And so... <laughs> Although, <laughs> I are... I, <laughs> listen, listen. You've have you heard the show before? Have you been? I mean, have you listened to the show before? Yeah, a lot. Okay, so you'll understand when I say a lot. It's rare that somebody just walks up and puts a ball right on the tee for me, or or <laughs> just throws an underhand pitch. And so, on behalf of all of humanity, and especially me, thank you for <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> it, it, explain explain this. Explain your question a little bit more. Okay, so my husband and I have been married for seven years. We have four kids, six, four, three, and almost two. Oh, good God almighty. Okay. So So you live in a blender. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And a couple of months ago, I was on my husband's phone looking for an email confirmation to Netflix or Audible or something like that. And the first text message that I saw was, good morning, baby. I'm like, that's a little weird. So I looked a little bit in his phone, a little bit more, and I saw some flirty pictures and some flirty texts. And still, I thought... That's a little weird. So I checked Snapchat and some other social media, and there were naked pictures of nine other women. So I thought, like, that's really weird. That's not normal, right? So I brought it up into our counseling session because we are in therapy, and he admitted to sexting three women over the last two years. I was you know, absolutely devastated. And when I tried to talk to him outside of counseling, he got really upset and really offended that I used the word affair. And he says he didn't cheat because there was no actually, he had never had actually had sex with anyone else. Uh, but he has hung out with several of them in person before and after the sexting cheated in a group setting and, and one-on-one with a couple of them. So is, is sexting cheating? Is this, is it worse when the women aren't strangers? Um, are these affairs or am I just blowing this all out of proportion? I think you're crazy, Linda. I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> 
I, I, hold, I, okay, I, we're I, done. I, before I answer this, are, are, are you, I, I'm asking this, I have a, I'm, I have a smile on my face, but I'm not, I'm not being a jerk. Okay. Okay. Like ask yourself this question, pretend that one of your girlfriends calls you and was like, Hey, I need to go get coffee. And she had snuck, she had taken her husband's phone and it was full of these conversations with other women, naked photos of other women, um, confirmation that he was hanging out with them. What would your answer to her be? I would say absolutely. One, one million percent. This is cheating. No ifs, ands, this, I mean, this is gaslight. I mean, the gaslights are burning so bright here. Because you okay. are the one walking around feeling like you're crazy. But it's, then I think, like, who am I to say who he can and can't text? Who am I to say who he can't hang you're out with? You're his wife. And- you're his wife. That's why. And when I married my wife, I invited her in to have a say into my life forever. That's what marriage is. Now, even if we've been in survival mode for the last five years with babies and toddlers, and I'm not as I'm not as pretty as, or as thin as I used to be, is it okay for him to get visual stimulation from sexting and strip clubs? Or again, is that still cheating? Linda, what happened with you? Why do you think so little of yourself? It's been a rough couple of years. Yeah, but I mean. Wh- <laughs> Where where is this coming from? You're the mother of four incredible kids. This is, I mean, I I don't even I I, I I'm you, you listen to the show. I'm speechless. I don't have words. This isn't about well. I don't look how I used to. You have four children under six and under. This is the this is the moment that a husband steps up and rallies around his wife and. And through the the crucible, through the uh, challenge of having four little ones, you become more unified than ever. And you got to figure out how to do a completely new life because life before four kids was chaotic and y'all could just have sex whenever and you could leave clothes all over the house and your bras hanging from a ceiling fan and your husband is not know his pants are. That was that life. And it was awesome. And now you got a bunch of children. And you could still have that life, but you got to plan it, right? And it's got to be, it's just a totally different way of being. This isn't for you to be like, well, that was fun for that 18 months before we started having kids. And now I'm just ugly and not worth being loved. And I should high five him as he heads out to hook up with these women. And by the way, a thousand percent, he's lying to you. Of course he's hooked up with them. That's insane. It's madness. Hooked up as in... Yes! Okay. Yes! I I mean... I I, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario. And there's some anonymity, if you will, to strip clubs. There's some anonymity to pornography. That's a whole other conversation. Okay? This is people he's in relationship with. He hangs out with them. He has dates with them. When a when someone goes out one on one with somebody that they've exchanged naked photos with, that's called a date. Okay. He's actively okay. dating women. That's not you. And I like 
I don't want to say I'm defending him, but it sounds like you've given him permission. Well, when you put it like that, kind of, yeah. But he has, he said he's, he's cut off all contact with three of the nine. And so, Linda, 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 listen. You are getting the world you're allowing. If you want a husband who is about integrity and fidelity, then that's the world that, um, I wish I had a better word for it. That's the world. That's the world you demand. That's the world you say I'm. I'm worth. And if you want a husband that's got nine girlfriends on the side, then knock your lights out. But you might as well go ahead and file for divorce now. Just call it, because you're going to torture yourself at the altar of I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not good enough, or I used to be, but now I'm not. And you're worth so much more than that. And by the way, your kids are watching this. They're absorbing this. This is what marriage and love looks like. This is what commitment and I'll be with you till the end of time through sickness and health. They're absorbing this. Oh, sweet. When she gets, when she gains weight, you go get some on the side. When you gain weight, you have to let them go because you're no longer worthy of integrity and fidelity. Linda, it's it's madness. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Is it reasonable for me to expect to talk about this outside of our weekly therapy sessions? I mean, the fact that you're asking this question tells me this relationship's so over. Yes, you can talk about this anytime. For in, in, in any place. In, in, I mean, I, I, why, why would you ask that question? Are you safe? Is he abusive? No, he just has like a lot of anxiety when he talks about it. And uh, hold on, a lot hold on. Of- All anxiety is is an alarm. And of course the alarms are going off because he's caught. He's busted. And he's got a pretty sweet deal right now. He's got a live-in nanny for his four kids. And he's got nine girlfriends on the side. <sighs> and so anytime that little world gets threatened, of course his anxiety alarms are going to go off. But that, I can't talk about it. It makes me anxious. Shut up. Get over yourself. That's bullcrap. And I've got anxiety. I'm clinically diagnosed, so I can say it. It's bullcrap. He's lighting you up like a Christmas tree with the gas lights, my sister. Okay. okay. I, I, I don't think you are able to, and I, it's, I understand, okay? I don't think you are in a place where you can wrap your head around the reality of your, of your marriage and the situation you find yourself. And I don't know who told you that you had so little value, but they lied to you and they were wrong. You are worth so much more. And by the way, I'd be saying this if he was sitting on the phone. I'd be saying this if he was sitting right here at this desk. The way he's treating you is disgusting and it's unbelievable. And I'm sorry. When I say it, do you, do you believe it? Or do you think I'm crazy? And it makes I, makes me feel go a lot better than I'm not going crazy. What I don't do think you, someone said that to me in a while. What are you going to do? What does your counselor say, for God's sakes? Um, we haven't really addressed if it's cheating or not cheating quite yet. Then you need, of- hey, listen, you need to find a new therapist. 
And, I, and I'm, I, I'm saying that directly. And I, I would say that to the therapist who's sitting right here. It's cruel. That's the, the old guard of therapy is you just sit there and you play referee while two people kind of say their thing and it kind of comes out. And what all of the emergent literature suggests is that's cruel because you watch one person drown somebody in a session. And the new, the new way to do it, my buddy calls it wave three of therapy as people were figuring out how human beings work. Right. Which is really just a laughable way of like, we're finally being um, wise is you take sides, you call it out. I'm going to stop you right there, sir. You're having a sexual relationship with nine different people and you're married to her. See what I'm saying? I, I'm sorry yeah. that your counselor has just let this go on. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. So sexing is a sexual relationship then? Just Unequivocally, never for a second doubt that as long as you live. As much as I'm sitting here wearing a black shirt with buttons on it. Sexting somebody is engaging in a sexual relationship. Period. There is no discussion there. Is that news? That can't be news to you, Linda. No, it's not. I just have rose-colored glasses on, and so I just want to see. Like, it's not really. It's not really cheating. It's not really because there's a lot on the line. There's four little kids on the line. Yes. And you are digging a hole in your backyard and burying yourself in it, so that you don't have to face reality. That your husband sucks. Fair? Yeah. Fair. I'm sorry, man. I'm I mean, I'm with I'm I'm heartbroken for you. I can't I can't wrap my head around how it got here. Me neither. I would recommend with all of my being that you go see a counselor on your own. Okay. Okay. Because you are entering into, you would be entering into marriage therapy. It's such a distorted power differential. You think so little of yourself that it's, you have been told probably for most of your life that you have so little value or your only value is in a few things. And then we had kids and so they're gone for the time being. And so la di da and it's it's gonna it's it's kind of like a um a extension cord trying to go into a plug in the wall. The plug in the wall is so messed up that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go to an electrician and have them pull it out and help rewire this thing. Because you have to be able to look in the mirror and say, "I'm a person worthy of being loved," and I'm a person worthy of. There's chaos in my home and there's going to be for a while. How can we have romance, romance and sexual intimacy and fun and laughter and flirtation, all that? How can we create that world inside of the chaos of diapers and clothes everywhere and random socks and some kid just peeing all over the place? Like, how do we do that inside of that? And that is what strong marriages do. 
is they see the challenge ahead and they choose to enter into it. They lock arms even tighter. And there is chaos and bumps and bruises along the way. Because we keep remembering back to the way it was. That, that season's over. Got to build a new, a new thing moving forward. But my big... <sighs> My bigger concern here is you just thumbing through your husband's phone with pictures of nine different women he's meeting with and who are sending him naked pictures and who he's having dates with. And you think something's wrong with you. Hear me say this. You're worth more than this. If I can do anything to help you along the way, I'll be here. Let me know. We'll be right back. All right, uh, we're back. Hey, during the break, I, that last call, I, the whole booth back there, everyone was just speechless, except for all the yelling they were doing. Um, and Joe, the engineer, had a sound engineer, had a great question that I wish I had asked. Um, Man, sometimes I'm driving home and I think, ah, I should ask this. And I should have asked this question to Linda. What would your husband say if he were to grab your phone and you were sending and receiving nude photos to nine different men? Would he be like, cool. That's awesome. You should go hang out with them. Or would he lose his mind? Because his property doesn't 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 do that. If you ever feeling like um, you think you're not crazy, but the person you're in a relationship with is making you feel crazy, just ask yourself what would they do if the tables were turned. The exact same thing was happening, but it was you that was doing it, not them. And that's usually a good answer that you're not crazy. Wow. Hmm. All right, let's go. I just, I'm just gonna. Kyle, you're going to pick me back up, brother. Let's go to Kyle in Philadelphia, where you were born and raised. And the playground is where you spent most of your days. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, I need you to, I need you to, I need you to rescue me here. What's up, man? <laughs> um, I guess I just had a question um, where... Uh, if you, hey, if you were to just be like, listen, I've been sexting a lot, and I just want to know if that's cheating, that would be incredible. But <laughs> hopefully that's not what you're asking. What's up? That's not me. <laughs> Um, my question is, so I'm a 27 year old man. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, my life together, just, you know, with career and stuff. Um, but I ended up meeting a girl. Um, and it, as far as my past relationship, she's a walking green flag. Like everything about her is just great. Um, but the issue that I'm having is a walking she, green flag. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Um, and she's great. She's super, super cool, super funny, super cute. Like everything is just, everything's great. But the issue is that, uh, she has a kid and that's kind of where I wanted to speak with you about it. Cause I need some help. <laughs> I need some advice here. What disqualifies an amazing woman from being amazing just because she has a child? Nothing. My thing is that that's why I kind of want to mention, like I said, I'm 27. I'm still trying to figure out my life. Um, and that's where it's like, you know, that's something that it's just, I don't picture. Get to it. You are circling the <laughs> wagons, homie. Just get to it. 
And um, here's the deal. When you say it out loud, you know you're going to sound bad. Just say it anyway. Let's get to it. <laughs> I just think I'm not ready for a kid Break, yet. break up with her right now. Break up with her right now. Hmm. Break up with her right now. Because this amazing woman doesn't come without her kid. In fact, she'd be a terrible human being if she ditched her kid for you. Hmm. And you don't want to be a dad. Cool. She's not the one for you right now. Have enough decency and enough respect for you, for her, for that sweet little kid of hers to call it. And to have the integrity to say, everything about you I love, I am not ready to be a dad. I get that, but that's the thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not 100% against it. And that's kind of You have I to be it. a 1,000% for it. Mm-hmm. You can't partly be in in a parenting role. I get that. It's all, 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 all in. And I've got a buddy. I, I was I was out on a hunting trip the other day with a buddy in the middle of the <laughs> the frozen tundra up north, who married somebody, adopted um, uh, her son right away. And years later, their relationship's amazing. He's an amazing dad. He, he's always been with her. With, I mean, he's always been um, married to her and a dad. That's how they started the relationship. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard. It adds some complexities. There's some challenges along the way, no question about it. But you want both. You want her, you want a fantasy version of her. And that person isn't real. And when we project fantasies onto other people, it ends in ash and a lot of broken hearts. And this time there's a kid. Don't do that. And that's, and that's kind of why I wanted to speak with you about it. Cause I kind of wanted, like you said, like it's hard. Like I kind of wanted to, I, I have no idea what it would be like. Cause like, we're still very new. Like we're not even dating yet. Like we've just been going out on dates, but you know, we've been clicking very hard where um, we've been seeing each other a lot. And she's super like understanding. She's like, she tells me at any point, if it gets too much, with like her custody schedule or anything like that. Like she will be willing to, she understands if I can't do it. Like I said to you, like I'm not a hundred percent against it. I just like, I have never seen myself in this position before. So I kind of want to see like, what is the, what I am signing myself up for if I do do this. Cause like, I obviously have no idea. I don't think any parent who has kids or adopts kids fully knows what they're signing up for until they're all in. Because <laughs> if we did, we'd probably, there'd be moments when we, we opted out. That's, 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 the, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the deal. And so, again, you, you want to have a tryout period. You want to practice. And that's not fair to her and it's not fair to that kid. Mm-hmm. I think I hundred percent. I mean, I get that you, this is not how you drew it up, right? You were going to meet somebody and then y'all are going to fall in love and y'all going to be married for seven or eight years. Then you might have a kid or, or I, I, I get that. Or I'm never going to have a kid. I have no interest in kids. Um, that totally makes sense. That's the same as I fell in love with somebody and then we ended up live, moving into Nebraska. I'd never had that plan. I thought we were going to live in New York city for that life happens that way. That's okay. Where it's not okay is when you fully understand, oh, I didn't expect this, and here it is, and I only want part of this. Then you got to let the rest go. You got to let all of it go. Or you got to say, I'm 100% in. Mm. 
I get that. What'd you think it's I was like, going to say? Because you don't like my answer. What'd you think I was going to say? No, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a problem with your answer. It's because I, like I said, I, I, and I'm 27. So all my friends are the same age as me and none Dude. of them have ever dealt with this. So it's like, when I talk to somebody about it, they give me the, you know, what are your friends telling you? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, my closest friends like, Oh, I can so see you as a stepdad. Like <laughs> they make a joke out of it. But, um, um, obviously it's a big challenge and they all say they couldn't do it. Um, with me, like I said, I'm not against it. I'm not a hundred percent against it. Like I've not, I've, I have not, when we first started, it was a, it was a fling. We both like had, a, we talked to each other and we both were just like, we are not looking for anything serious, but we immediately clicked. And <clears throat> so I knew from the start that she had a kid and, um, and you hooked up with her anyway. And here you are. Yes. Yes. So that's and where so it's like, either you're going to have to break somebody's heart or you're going to have to choose to grow up. Mm-hmm. Either way, you've got a path that you weren't expecting. Absolutely. If, let me say this, <sighs> if you choose to get serious with her, mm-hmm. you have to understand that her kid will come first. The kid has to come first. And you've got to know that. Yeah, I 100% know that. And you've got, and not only know that, but that has to be not only okay with you, that's got to be awesome because that's the way it should be. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I've it, watched plenty of videos, watched red articles. Like, I, I've, I'm fully understanding of that part. Absolutely. And you're going to have to make peace with her ex, whether that was a fling or they were married before, whatever. Because mm-hmm. that dude's going to be part of your life forever. Yeah. Just is. And I, I've seen it done in, so incredibly well. Like dads, like, like go out and check in with each other. What are you seeing with our kid? Like basically dads, they're like, hey man, we got two sets of eyes on this, on this kid. This kid's going to get double love from us. And I've seen it handled so immaturely that you would think there were middle schoolers involved. They're so <laughs> dumb. It's like, it's my, it's my toys. I'm taking my trucks and going home. It's just so lame. So if you're mm-hmm. in, call the dude and ask him out for dinner and say, I'm going to be a part of this woman's life. I love this woman. I want to honor your kid till the end of time. Tell me what you're seeing. Tell me about your boy. Tell me about what you want to see. Like, invite him in. And if he chooses to act like a middle schooler, you can't do anything about it. But at least you will take the high road. And see, I, I'm trying to paint a picture for you. Dude, I, I would not discount a single mom for anything. Okay? Like, there, mm-hmm. there's nothing that disqualifies her from being amazing and awesome. The question is, do you want to be a dad right now? And if you don't, walk away, man. Mm. And if you do, be all, all, all in. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. And quit asking your buddies, dude. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't know, man. I know. That's why I wanted to speak with you because I was like yeah. <laughs> somebody that I actually like. I listen to you all the time, so I was like, I trust. I trust your opinion enough where I can just give you a call. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I man, I, I I wish you the best. Whatever. And so, 
number one, make sure you do this. Don't don't read the YouTube comments on this because you're going to get all kinds of people throwing grenades and all. So just don't do that. The second is, I'm not going to fault you for not wanting to be a dad at 27. Cool. Where I will fault you is if you drag this poor woman through it because y'all keep hooking up. Or if you kind of like hanging out with her, but you don't see a, a future to, for it, but in some shape, form, or fashion, you lead her to believe that there is a future. That's just cruel, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. And that's not just with single women. That's with any women. And women, that's with, any, like, that's with anybody you're romantically attracted to. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. But man, she sounds awesome. She's a walking green flag. I've never heard that. It sounds like she's got some kind of illness, but I'm going to trust you that that means it's awesome. Uh, I don't know, man. You've got a hard decision to make. Just be a person of character integrity when you make it. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Let's go to Lacey in Buffalo, New York. What's up, Lacey? Hi, Dr. John. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What's happening? Um, okay, so I, I wrote down a couple of thoughts, and then I'll follow up with my question, if that's okay. Very cool. Absolutely. Okay, so my call today is regarding my um, little sister-in-law. We love her very, very much, um, but I recently found out that she's been dabbling in cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, this is very concerning to us, but equally concerning is um, a pattern of behavior that we've witnessed over the past few years with her. Um, she's only 21, but since she was around 16, we've seen a lot of deception in all of her relationships, not just with the family. Um, and on the outside right now, it seems like she's doing okay. She's got a good job working in finance. She's got her own place. She's got a boyfriend. Um, she's pretty responsible. Um, but then we learn about things that she's lying to us or lying to others about. And, um, I guess the terrifying thing to us is that the lies seem to get bigger and um, nothing is really slowing her down. And sadly, I'm afraid that if we talk to her about, you know, the cocaine usage, that she'll just lie and deny that she's doing it. Sure. Um, so my question is, do we still try to talk to her? And if so, what can we say? Mm. This one's hard. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, because of my previous career i've just man had this conversation a lot it's hard yeah um how'd you guys find out she's doing coke um a co-worker who's also a friend of mine um told me gotcha what happened when she was 16 was there stuff that went on in the family did she have some abuse did she get was have a boyfriend that got side like what what happened there um so she comes from a very loving home. Um, she's one of five kids and she's the youngest of five kids. And um, um, she got wrapped up with a boyfriend when she was 16. And that's, I think, when we started noticing some of the deception. She had two phones, one that she would use to communicate with him. And he was um, much older than her. I say, he sounds like he's older <laughs> yeah. than her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's kind of how it all started. And then eventually she did move out. Um, when she was 18, um, kind of surprised everybody, surprised and not surprised. We kind of knew it was coming, but how old, how um, old was this guy? Um, he was like 22. Yeah. So I want to contextualize this for everybody. Okay. So when it comes to 
actually, let me let me back up a little bit, okay? Um, I, I, because of my experience working with young people and because of people that at, I'm in a relationship with that I love that I would consider close to me, I do not screw around with cocaine. Okay, it's okay. it's um. That said, I've I know multiple people who say they only do it a couple times a year, like just recreationally. Yeah. Um, and so I can't deny that. I can't I can't pretend that's not true. That's what they say. I can't, and I know that we're we're the country's being ravaged by an opioid ec- epidemic. But I've seen cocaine and its younger, cheaper sister meth. I, I've seen it just destroy, right? It just rages yeah. fire. Yeah. Now, here's the catch. What I learned over the years was instead of asking somebody, why in the world are you using cocaine? Why in the world are you drinking to cover up? Why in the world are you partying? Why in the world are you whatever? I quit asking that question. And I started asking the question, what happened in your life that made being you so painful that you had to really go after some heavy stuff to cover it up? Yeah. And she could have had a very loving home, but she was raped and sexually abused from the time she was 16 to 18 years old by a 22 year old man. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Yes. And I would definitely agree with you (laughs) except, um, I don't, I mean, it was rape of course, but she was, very much a participant in all of that Lacey. at the same time. Oh, Lacey. I, I mean, I, I, I definitely am not like. Absolutely. She's a participant. I'm standing up for her, but yes. She's a kid. And so I would yeah. challenge the notion with all of my heart that she's got a quote unquote really loving family because a really loving family would have gone to war to keep their daughter from um, being no. raped. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Police were involved. Okay. Okay, good. And um, it was her choice. She did. She did not want any she wanted to just brush it under the rug and um so i mean that's i guess and he had a there was like a restraining order put out against him but um and then she wanted to just move on with her life so that's i think what everybody just did because she was a child she wanted to do. <laughs> well and if child shouldn't get that vote. Yeah. And I know that's messy. Um, there can't be any lingering thought in your mind, in your husband's mind, in the family's mind that, well, she was asking for it. And she really wanted to go no, hook no, up with No, no, we guy. don't think that. But that's what she no, said. Yeah. Like she was you all know, in. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've, we, this was over a couple years. And when we found out she was 18, um, and at that time, she was like, I'm moving out. I'm making my own decisions. What's in the past is in the past, you know? So, I mean, and she was like, this is this is my the love of my life, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I say when, when she was all in, um, she, you know? So. I think the... 
But I mean, since then, like they've split up. She's been with other men, of course. Of course. Yeah, I mean, and I just feel like nothing. I I don't know what to tell her, what to say that we can try to just. Um, and even when we try to have relationships, I mean, we see her all the time. She's over for family dinners. You know, she loves coming around. But I just feel like it's very surfacey because even when we just ask her simple things like, "Oh, what'd you do this weekend?" It's a lie. I mean, there's. I can't, I feel like we can't have connection with her because just even the little things are just, we find out later, oh, that wasn't really entirely true. And, and something in her body says that none of y'all are safe. None of y'all are trustworthy. None of you will still love me if you really knew. Yeah. And so I've got to escape with drugs. I've got to keep everybody in arm's length with dishonesty, even as wild as it gets. Because from 16 to 18, these two people who said they love me, love me, love me, love me, had no idea that I was being abused. Nobody came and got me. And that sounds unfair. And it sounds, how are we supposed to know? We had five other kids and blah, blah, blah. Nobody came and got her. And she's going to be chasing somebody tell me that I'm worth being loved. That I've got value because the two people that are supposed to come rescue me didn't show up. Yeah. And it's easy to be like, well, she keeps hooking up with so-and-so and she keeps ending up with another man, another man. Her body is desperately seeking somebody to say, I see all of you and I love you. Yeah. And uh, the sucky thing about cocaine is it works it makes you it lights up your brain like a like a christmas tree and you can work better and faster than people and it works until it kills you yeah right and so you are right on if you sit down and try to have some kumbaya conversation it's not going to go very well or some sort of after school special conversation yeah it's not going to go well um, the conversation to be had is a private conversation probably with her brother probably with mom and dad maybe with you and somebody say I'm so so sorry and I love you and I love you and I love you and you're always welcome here Yep, because we can do that. More definitely. in more information is not going to solve this problem. It's not a data issue. It's a connectivity issue. And she yeah. is a young, beautiful soul desperately searching for somebody to say you're enough. Yeah. Is, that, is, is this ringing true? Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think so. I mean, I don't know it's that, hard. that, it's specific, hard. that specific language was ever said when we all find out, found out because at the time it was just a whirlwind of what, like, we're just finding this out. She's moving out, you know, we're finding the second phone. We're finding all these things. Um, and at the time she didn't want to hear any of that. You know, she was just like, I'm on to my new man. <laughs> you know, of I found this guy and and, and so I don't it, know that we well, that's, ever what a great, what a, had the opportunity. What a great rapist and a great child molester will do is make a child feel like they can't breathe without them. Yeah. 
and they get so intertwined with shame and purpose and worth and somebody exciting and new and sexy and with their own job and car, whatever, becomes so magnetic that just going home and sitting down for dinner with the family you know what I mean? Like it, so it, it's like me getting mad at my daughter when I leave jelly beans everywhere. She's seven. Like that's on me. Right. You know what I mean? It, I yeah. expect her to want to eat jelly beans until she can't fit another jelly bean inside of her tiny little body. I expect yeah. that. It's up to me to say, hey, this isn't safe. This isn't healthy. This is going to make you sick. That's my job. I'm dead. And so, yes, it's easy when you find an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old to say, oh, my gosh, you didn't follow our family rules. You deceived us. You lied to us. You had another phone. You've been sneaking out for years. I totally get that. Yeah. And that's the – that response is catastrophic. The response should be, God help us, we missed it, and I'm so sorry. We should have been there for you, and we weren't. Yeah. We understand that you got a second phone, and that you did this, and that you can tell everybody in the world as a 16-year-old you wanted this, and you wanted to do this, and blah, blah, I don't. You don't get to vote when you're 16 because you're a child. We missed it, and I'm sorry. You're, please come home. Yeah. Does that make sense? So no, the whole definitely. family is going to have to be in on. That's not true. That's not true. Because there's going to be parents who cannot, they cannot take ownership in these kind of moments. They just can't. I've seen it too much. I've seen it my whole career. Parents who just can't internalize that they have any role to play in something like this. And brothers and sisters who say, hey man, she made her choices. And... People who look at her and say, dude, she was, she was a flirt. She was always dressing this way and say stupid, hateful, hard things like that. And the reality is I always want to go back to that 16-year-old girl that needed somebody to step in and they didn't. So at some point, someone's got to step in now. And that might um, be you. you. That might be you. That might be you looking okay. at her and saying, listen to me very carefully. I know. That your parents should have stood, like stepped in, and they didn't. We all should have stepped in, and, yeah. we, and we didn't. And I'm sorry, that was wrong. Yeah. And I love you. Yeah, no, I can definitely say that. Um, and maybe big, mean, maybe big brother too. Yeah, yeah. I felt. I feel like I don't want to paint them in a bad light because they definitely were. I mean, it was a mix, fifty-fifty of. Um, oh my gosh, what's going on? And we love you. Please don't do this. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely don't think that that conversation wasn't, it was had, but at that point, I think she was already kind of too far gone at that point to listen. But I'm hoping maybe now, um, now that he's out of the picture and, you know, some years have passed, <laughs> maybe, maybe instead we can of, sit down and have that conversation. Maybe instead of her, of looking at her like she's too far gone maybe looking at her like oh, her body got the message loud and clear 
no one was going to pay attention. Yeah. And so she went with the person that paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't mean like too far gone. Like she's, you know, like I'm superior or any, any of that. I just meant she, she was very invested into that relationship. Absolutely. Um, And and I I wouldn't think anything less. I wouldn't think anything less. I'm imagining myself as a 16 year old. And if some beautiful 22 year old woman had come and started showing interest in me and telling me that I was wonderful. Right. I mean, it would be ludicrous for me not to be like swooned by that. Yeah. So we have laws and people and adults and all that stuff. And so I, I can't, I can't overstate how big of a miss this was. And I can't overstate that not using the words sexual assault and rape not using those words is a disservice to what happened. And I can't overestimate how this, her healing will not happen outside of relationship. And at some point she's gonna find him. My hope is that they come from a place that they are with people who love her and have her best interests and not who are just interested in making sure the family looks good not keeping up the big loving and we're all everything's wonderful and all that kind of stuff I hope it's from people who take a knee and say we missed it in our own house and I'm sorry man we'll be right back hey what's up Deloney here listen You and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. All right, hey, we're back. Um... I had to take I had to take a minute after that last call. Um, that was hard. Um, the children in our lives can be whether they're four or seven or sixteen, and I'll go as far as say eighteen, twenty-one. I know they're quote unquote adults, but the kids in our lives need adults to love them and to step in on their behalf and to pay attention and to get involved and when the time comes go to war when you see your kid lying all the time when you see your kid slipping into drug use you see your kid running to other people for affirmation before you blame the child just ask yourself behavior's a language what are they trying to tell me what are they missing here this isn't to shame parents or to blame parents or blah 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 but I am saying this parents you gotta get involved 
And if your kid's being abused, if your kid's being assaulted, your silence tells them all they need to know about their worth and value. Or the fact that you don't even know what's going on. Get involved. And normally we end every show with a song or song lyrics. And I no, it didn't feel right today, but um, I had somebody write in one time and it was during a similar child abuse call and I got upset and walked off set and there was no song. The show just ended. Um, this, is, this is maybe a year or two ago. And he wrote in and said something poignant. He said, hey, um, when you don't do song lyrics at the end, it leaves me untethered. Um, as a listener, I just find myself in the car trying to put the pieces back together after some of these tough calls. And so I've never missed one since. And so not as a disrespect to this young woman who was left to fend for herself as a 16-year-old, but as a sign of respect and honor for the listener. This is a hard show. It was a hard show. Um, today's song is by Grace Potter. And the song is called Release. I know that I caused pain. I know that you can't let me go. Crying in the midnight rain, waiting on a miracle. I release you, though it's hard to say the words. And I release you from holding on to the bridge I burned. I release you from the darkness, from the love that we swore was true. And I hope that someday the sun will shine again. And you'll release me too. Even if I'm in your arms, even if you touch my skin, I could never change my heart after being where it's been. I release you from the darkness, from the love that we swore was true, and I hope that someday the sun will shine again, and you'll release me too. I love you guys. We'll see you soon.